Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick. New England's own Van Helsink, and with me is the star of the America's Bridgewater Triangle, no, America's <laughs> Bermuda Triangle, the blonde bombshell herself, and Carrigan. Woo-hoo-hoo, I'm live, I'm nationwide, woo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, hello. Yeah. Hello. So, that, did, yeah. did you get to see it? I did, I did, I I saw it in my jammies at home on my couch but that's good that's good i i with saw the, it with a glass of wine in your hand no you know what i actually didn't have any wine a surprise wine? surprise wow. <laughs> you, you gotta get a wine cow or something you know i know damn don't they make those i'm sure they do somebody they must them. somebody clone, must they clone one or something yeah <laughs> yep so yeah i made the final cut uh Last Saturday night, Destination America had uh, picked up the uh, the broadcast rights to the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. That's cool. They he made money it, on it they, then. Huh? That's cool. He made some money on it then. Well, they did, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. He made some money. We on didn't, it. but they did. But that's okay. <laughs> um, yes, because Ron was in it too, everybody. I just want you to know. The, name, the nameless Van Helsing. The nameless Van Helsing. Who was kind of a a a, a, a glowing white orb? <laughs> That's me. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, we both made the cut. We both now, made the cut. In fact, that's the same footage that was used on that same channel when they did uh, Monsters in America, and except they dubbed uh, a Pukwudgie in it, which oh. is pretty embarrassing. But that whatever. is embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah, so was very excited because the Bridgewater Triangle documentary uh, is an hour, about an hour and a half, maybe a little more, a little less. So Destination America had the right to edit it down to, um, uh, well, it was an hour broadcast, but with commercials, 42 minutes. Right. So yeah. that's a lot of footage to hack off. Mm -hmm. And um, some people didn't make it in. Our, our friend uh, Derek Gunn. Unfortunately, I didn't see him. That was kind of sad about that. But our friend Michael Markowitz made it. Mm -hmm. um, I made it. Ron made it. Uh, so, and of course, of course, Jeff Belanger was going to make it. You read my thoughts. I was just saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Lake, Tim Weisberg. Um, yeah. And um, good group. Yeah, Chris Balzano. But anyway, so I was wicked excited to see it because I figured for sure they'd chop me out. Why? Wow, you you were did. such a such a, a, a De Debbie Downer. I'm a Debbie Downer. Well, you know, expect the worst and, and be happy. No. With the best? I don't know how that goes. Expect the best and you'll get the best. Yeah, I know. 
I know. So it, anyways, you know, I, I've become quite the manifesto. So I've been thinking about this uh, uh, football, fantasy football league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And I've been thinking about playing. I don't know. I don't, I don't want I don't know. And then, oh, my uh, God. I, it's, it's an incredible amount of work, isn't it? No, not really. Oh, uh, every everybody I know who is in That's because they're really serious about it. Oh, my goodness. Like, like I'm going to be serious about it? No. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's one of those things. It's like an addiction. It sucks you in. Yeah. I don't, it, I don't, think, I don't think you should do that. So, no, I already did. So his, his – Oh, geez. No, his one got me over the edge because, first of all, they, they double whatever money you put in, so, which is cool. Uh-huh. But the promo code, you want to guess? The promo code? Yes, you get a, you put a promo code in, they double your money. In other words, they match your funds that you put in. So okay. the promo code was Ghost, ghost. 2015. Oh my God! So, I was just gonna say Ghost. See? I said it at the same time you said it. Jinx. See, see, that, so there you go. I mean, how could I not do that? So. Where'd you go? You you went far away. I did. How come I can't hear you? You can't. Uh, I don't know. Talk. I'm talking. Talk, talk, talk. I'm talking, talking, talking. Uh, maybe I turned you down by accident uh-huh. or on purpose. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so you can hear me now, right? Yes. Oh, now you're louder. You're messing with me. I am not messing with you. Okay. I'm on this crappy laptop. Remember that? All right. Well, that's what's going on. Okay. Uh, I logged into chat room tonight and... Uh, do you know I beat everybody in, even John? Really? Even John. I was in there all by myself. I was going, hello, hello. Even Karina was not in there. I beat everybody in. I'm never that early. So you were so anxious to talk about your thing. I must have been, yeah. I was just, <laughs> I was just so excited. And you know what? I have to say, I have to say thank you. To Manny Familare and Aaron Kadju for including me in the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. I am thankful and honored. And I, I just want to put that out there, folks, because I am. You know what? I come from, like, Podunk Town, USA. Stop being a Debbie Downer. You- no lie. I'm not being a Debbie Downer. Yes, I'm just you are. You stating de- the obvious. I come de- from this. You devalue yourself. I'm not devaluing yourself. I'm just saying I come from this little bitty town in Massachusetts, and for me to have been a part of something that ended up that was in coast to coast mm-hmm. is exciting. I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I'm being I'm being thankful. Well, uh, you deserve it. It's the way I look at it. Well, thank you, thank and you. So- I think I do too. Exactly. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> So anyways, I mean, why do you think that? I mean, that's what we do, and that's – if you're good at it, that's what happens. You, you get yeah. thing. I mean, I mean, look at I was on freaking Japanese and German TV. I mean, um, so, This is true. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So if you're, you're good at what you do, people like you, and they want to know more about you, and wow. that's what it is. They want to know more about the bombshell. Well, that's awesome. Thank you all. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. So anyways, we're waiting for our guest to come in, and we're going to be talking about that. But uh, while she's doing that, we can talk about uh, Steve, um, what do you call it? Uh, Sparrow Quest. Sparrow Quest? Yeah. Coming right up.
Yeah, and uh, you're going to be a part of it, which is really I cool. am. Yeah, and, and I am excited. You're going to be playing some music at the Dining with the Dead now, too? I'm going to be Little Miss DJ, Little Miss Spooky DJ. Uh, yeah, I am. Yep, Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. I believe. Going to be yeah. spinning the ghostly tunes, The uh, anything that has to do with... It's it's actually a Halloween playlist, but whatever. That's okay. That's cool. Halloween to me is like every every day, so that's yeah, fine. It's right after the Fourth of July, it's Halloween. That's right. Yeah. Until the next Fourth of July, I could skip right over Christmas. Thank you. Which is my favorite but, time. Uh, yeah. I know it's your favorite. It's not mine, but that's okay. Debbie Donna. <laughs> Changing your name, the DD. Oh, double Thanks D. Thanks a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Doesn't sound very good. No, 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 no. no. Forget that I'm one. gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with BB. That's okay, more we'll, me. We'll work that one. <laughs> Blonde bombshell, BB. Okay. So, anyways, right. uh, that's if the cup neat. fits. Wear it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 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 Moving right on. <laughs> um, that was so funny. We have another. Yeah, you must be really into the wine. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, uh, we have good news, too, in, in that uh, you'll be able to see our new show, uh, not our new show, but our video broadcast in Portsmouth now. So that's going to be exciting. Yes, that that is exciting. And you know what? We, we have a lot of um, – we're a member of the um, Telview Media um, oh, God, now I can't remember the name of it. But um, it's the MME, if anybody's an act, public access out there. You can download our show for free if uh, you use this Telview service. And I get, I get a notification when somebody picks up our show. Uh-huh. And um, I've seen a lot of new facilities picking up our show lately. Um, we should so make a lift. I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do have a, a, an informal list at work. I need to update it. Oh, yeah, but, that'd be cool because, uh, you know, I'd be curious. Yeah, it's um, – there's probably about 20, 20 um, That's cool. towns throughout, I would say, um, you know, this, this eastern seaboard right. – uh, eastern area of, of the United States that have picked it up because that's kind right. of where it's available. Yep, uh, so if you want it in your town, you can uh... – Connect with this group or, 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 or email in, and she'll give you the information. And uh, oh, yeah. carrying uh, the Ghost Chronicles broadcast, video broadcast. Yes, is- yeah. You can email me at uh, Anne, A N N E, at E B C T V dot O R G. Um, if you want your town to pick it up. And. Um, you know, you can find out if they're a member of this uh, this organization. Right. And uh, you can also see uh, if you your town isn't a member or can't pick it up, you can also watch the broadcast as well because they're on Encore at the uh, ebctv.org uh, website, right? Yes, yep, video on demand. Uh, just click on the video on demand tab and all our shows just – in the menu, there's like a there's like a play a menu of playlists, and just look for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, and all our shows are there from show number one right through we just did number twenty one. Did we really? Good Lord, yes. Mm. Can't 
I can't believe 21 shows. That's How did right. that happen? 22nd this month will be with Steve Parsons from the UK. Yes. So that'll be fun, too. Yeah. Looking he was forward. on our first show. He was. Yeah. He and uh, Cal Cooper. Yep. But, um, yeah, they were on our very first show. And now he's going to be uh, 21 episodes later. He'll be back. <laughs> but, go. oh, my God, Ron, almost two years. I know. I know. Pretty I bad. can't believe that. That's amazing. And, it, and it, it doesn't seem like it. Does it yeah. seem like it, it, it went so fast? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It really did. I mean, I, I, you know, the other day I was like, oh, my God, is this really number 21? When I, you know, I, uh, I uploaded it to the cloud, so to speak. Um, it's, so, it's cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was over at uh, VZ with Jim Stonier and uh, Ron Jr., and mm-hmm. we were looking at the trails for the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt. Ah, blazing the trails, eh? Yeah, uh, they're pretty cool, actually. <laughs> so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's uh, on Saturday night. Uh, start off with pizza, of course. Can't go anywhere without pizza. Oh, well, and, you gotta be fortified. <laughs> yeah, and then we have several trails, including the Ghost Trail, uh, which is not named by me, and we have the House on the Hill. Uh, so it, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be interesting. Uh, if you've ever done ghost, if you've never done ghost hunting outside, this is a, a good opportunity. And, and it's haunted there too, by the way, uh, several people, have, I've heard a lot of stories on that. So that's the cool thing. But, that's awesome. I can't wait uh, to see it. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be a, uh, a real fun event and, uh, Steve Parson, of course, will be there with his uh, talks on uh, the witches of England and smart ghost hunting, which is going to be fun, too. So, But anyways, um, when you were in the uh, Bridgewater Triangle uh, movie, uh, mm-hmm. what were you talking about? When um, they wanted to interview me about, um, as you know, I used to have a, a paranormal, my own paranormal investigative team that I formed called East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I, we had investigated a home in East Bridgewater that everybody, you know, it was the haunted house. Everybody was like, oh, that house is so haunted. That house is so haunted. So we approached the people that, that live there and said, can we come in and investigate? And they were like, oh, yeah, come on in. We'll let us tell you all about it. And um, so this is what I talked about, uh, and, and they, you know, they kind of wanted to hear what what investigations that my team had done in the East Bridgewater area because it's literally in the heart of the, Bri- the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm-hmm. So um, they feel that it's just a heightened area of paranormal activity, which I would totally agree with. And um, in this particular home. Um, we that was the home i i know i've told this to to people before on the show but i'll say it again the home where i i really had the most paranormal experiences that i've ever had which was smelling the rose scented perfume and hearing footsteps upstairs um and the evp that uh mike markowitz captured because he was on my team mm-hmm. um of a gunshot it was actually sounded like a rifle shot um which went right over 
the conversation I was having with the family that lived there. But never heard. But never heard. Never heard it live. It was a true EVP, so electronic voice phenomenon, um, although it was not a voice, but it was a sound. And it was tremendously loud. Um, and when he played that back for me, every hair on my arms just stood up. And it's the craziest, freakiest thing I've ever heard. So I talked about that um, in the Bridgewater Triangle and about smelling the perfume. And so you've got uh, to catch that. Anyways, uh, yeah. joining us now is our guest. So we're going to awesome. switch over. Yay! Uh, and it's, since it is uh, coming up on Halloween and the theme of uh, Spirit Quest, this course, uh, ghost hunting and witches, uh, let me uh, introduce to you a young lady who is one of the prettiest faces that I've ever met. Uh, she is a Salem witch, and she is Sandra Mariah Power. All right. Oops. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Good. Hi, How Sandra. Are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. That's awesome. My, um, <laughs> my, my code name is, uh, is Sandra Mariah Wright. <laughs> Sandra, yeah, well, I messed that up. I apologize. Ron can't say all that contingently. Uh, yeah. I, well, I've known you for you know since I've been doing spectral evidence, and you know you were had a different name at that time, so it's stuck in my brain. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. It just and, that, won't. and that is my maiden name, as they call it. Yeah. Uh -huh. It just won't. It just won't leave. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. <laughs> well, you know, I still, I still have the power. But now, but now I'm always right. Ah, ah awesome. <laughs> Sandra, I, I have to say, Sandra, um, and we never, yeah. we've never met before. And it's nice to meet you, by the way. Um, your picture, when I clicked on, on um, the link and I saw your picture, you bear a really striking resemblance um, to my friend, uh, Colleen Quinn, bless her soul, who passed away a few years ago. And um, yeah, I, you, oh, wow. remind me, you remind me of her so much. I saw your face and I'm like, holy crap, she could be Colleen's sister. Really? Yeah, I just wanted wow. to say that. Yeah. I, I didn't think that they were that closely. Well, Now, is Colleen, is Colleen from this area? Yes. Is she yeah. from this area? Yeah? Yep. She's from, well, she's from my area. She's, I think, originally from Quincy, Quincy area. But, okay, um, wow. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know, it just struck me right away. That's all. <laughs> do you know, do you know if she happens to be Irish and Greek? Because that's where I get my look. Oh, no, she, um, I believe <laughs> I'm she's Irish. Irish. And Greek. She's Irish and Italian. Irish and Same Italian. Same thing. Same thing. Okay, that's... so a little, a little bit similar but different. Pretty a close. Bit similar, but different. Yeah. <laughs> you got the red Both? hair, dark hair. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I um, but I actually have um, more like the sort of the blondish reddish yes. on the Irish side for her hair and the fair and the fair skin. Mm -hmm. I always joke that I have to burn through my seventy five percent Irish to tan down to my twenty five percent Greek. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just not fair. <laughs> I know it's like oh, but. <laughs> Anyway, Sandra. So we're gearing up in Salem. We're gearing up for the Festival of the Dead. Yep. And, and uh, I'm getting ready for the psychic fair. And 
all of the wonderful events that we have going on, including yours, Vaughn. Right. And, and the answer, you know, I, I've got the uh, program for the Festival of the Dead here in my little hand, and I, I open it up in the Excellent. very middle of, middle of it. And on the right-hand side is the morning tea with Sandra and uh, Leanne, and right opposite of me is Spectral Evidence with, with me in it. So you've been doing this morning tea, which is really a neat event. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a high Victorian tea, just like you'd expect with the little triangle sandwiches. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. And all the little, you know, like the little breakfast breads and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what's going to happen? And we have a, um, we have a harpist that comes and plays. It's really beautiful. But um, the main thing about the event is that we reach out and receive messages from people who have passed over in the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty much what everyone's really focused on, you know, uh-huh. is being able to um, honor and remember the people and hopefully, you know, hear from them. And, and you've been do- when you've done this, have many messages come through? Yeah, even for skeptics, which is always good because, you know, we'll have the people that come in who are very open and they very easily receive their messages because, you know, they have the eyes to see them the easiest, you know, and they are more open. It's like, it's just like trying to, you know, fit through a doorway. You know, if you narrow that doorway down, hardly anybody's going to be able to squeeze through it, but you widen it and much more passes through. And I tell people this all the time, you know, pertaining to, to psychics, you know, doing readings and stuff. When your client closes down, it can be very difficult. You know, when they put up walls and, and they just, you know, they don't have a very open attitude towards the messages, it makes your job that much harder. Mm-hmm. So it can be difficult, especially when somebody shows up and says, as we have had in the past, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. My wife dragged me here. <laughs> uh, so, that's the worst. you know, we'll kind of have, you know, we'll kind of have occasionally, um, we'll have a few people there who, you know, they're the skeptics or, you know, and some of them honestly are the most maybe wounded by the loss of the person. Mm-hmm. So in some ways they're like, they're shut down to it because they don't want to be disappointed, you know? So they're, they lower their expectations because they don't want to get their hopes up and then have their hopes dashed, you know? Right. And so we've had people come in and we've seen amazing things and people will say like, oh my God, like I, you know, have people say, this is my family's land. Like, this is exactly what the crest of the hill looks like. And I see the trees and there's the, you know, the outcropping and blah, blah, blah. And they'll, you know, they'll be holding up the teacup and describing, you know, things in detail. And, you know, um, my mother actually had at the mother's tea, which we do in May, my mother actually had the symbol for um, the witch on the broom come up in her teacup in a relief so like the empty space Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, in the tea leaves created the symbol of the witch on the broom. And that is my grandfather's, you know, that was the symbol on my grandfather's badge. My grandfather was a Salem police officer for 30 years. Oh, awesome. So her father, basically a symbol, you know, from her father, you know, from that symbolized, you know, 30 years of service of his life and what he dedicated the majority, you know, of his working time to, um, you know, that symbol came up in her cup and we were passing that cup around and, you know, but sometimes I'll have a skeptic and I can remember this one guy who literally was the guy who said to me, I don't know what I'm doing here. My wife just dragged me here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing in his cup, you know, he handed me his cup. He said, I don't see anything. So I turned the cup around. I mentioned a couple things and I said, I see right here a gun. Mm. And he's like, where? And grabs the cup away from me. And I'm like, right here. And the wife leans over and she's like, his father loved to shoot. You know, his father shot pistols. He loved to shoot. Oh. And he's still just sitting there tight-lipped, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you have to be open to these things. You have to be open. The messages aren't going to come. It's not like we communicate. They don't communicate the way we do. They don't. It's not like they're going to type you a letter in the cup. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's not like right. you're going to see an email, <laughs> you know, or yeah. or a spelled out text message in your cup. I mean, it's it's very different, you know. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, you know, I I didn't really know what to expect when I would try to reach out and, and communicate across the veil mm-hmm. until I started opening myself to the idea that communication is just different, that spirit communication is different, mm-hmm. that it's not going to be you know, maybe as elaborate or long-winded as regular human communication. We love to complicate things. And I think spirits keep things direct and simple and to the point. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, wishy-washy communication. It tends to be very direct. Right. Has that been your experience, Ron? I, I, I agree. And we have to go to a break, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh. Sorry. So, yeah, that's fine. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, we'll be right back, and I will answer that question. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation here on Tojanet Pararex uh, Ghost Channel and Beyond uh, with Dan Kerrigan and Ryan McCulloch. We'll be right back after the following messages with uh, Sandra. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. 
the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest this evening. <laughs> I'm brain dead. Sandra. Right. <laughs> I've been back in the middle. I'm sorry. Mariah. <laughs> Mariah. Mariah. There's a wow. song, right? The wind, the wind. That's calls right. Mariah. They call the wind Mariah. They call the yep. wind Mariah. That's I was where, very close. That's where my little name comes from. Yeah. I had a little brain bubble there. I apologize. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, uh, you were asking me about uh, the direct method, I believe, of communicating. And it, it has, you know, it is, it, it's hard to describe uh, how spirit communicates. I mean, we, we don't know uh, what it's like on the other side. So sometimes it's difficult for them, I think, to uh, get like a long paragraph to us. So they give us items that are uh, uh, poignant. In other words, they would mean something to someone, and that's why you get a lot of this uh, shorter answers. Is that right, uh, Sandra? Well, that's what I feel like. Yeah, I feel like what they can do, you know, at times is show either, you know, snapshots almost on the screen of your mind, if you will, um, to someone who's clairvoyant. They pick up those messages pretty readily. You know, others might hear something like a gunshot, like what you, you know, ha actually caught on, you know, mm -hmm. on recording equipment. But that gunshot speaks volumes. It says mm -hmm. many things. It's not just like, oh, a gunshot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's right. like right. It, it recalls an entire event. So mm -hmm. sometimes they're communicating something just in the most condensed way possible right. to get the point across. Right. Right. I always so, wonder, I, I wonder, and it's in a very historic area of town, East Bridgewater's, it's old for the United States. And, and you know, people who listen to us in, in Europe are like, poof, yeah, whatever, that's not old. 1600s, not old. But here it's old. Um, whatever. So I have to wonder, Shushran, I have to wonder what, what was the reason for that gunshot? What happened there? Um, you know, when the King Philip's war was fought in this area and, you know, it's like, there's so many questions you have that go with it. Yeah. But the problem with that is the end. And, and, that, and that's what, and that's something, maybe they're wanting someone to investigate that 
so that something important is remembered. Right. The, the problem with that is you're talking about uh, famous ghost syndrome, which is you, you've got that gun shop. So automatically you think of the Philip King Philip was. It could have mm-hmm. been anything. It could have been a uh, just a, so somebody shot a squirrel or, uh, or whatever. Uh, it could be just a, 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 a mere replay of a, a sound. It doesn't have to have great significance. Uh, right. we, we want it to. We romanticize about that stuff. So but we get caught up in it, too, sometimes. And, and, and sometimes we gunshot is just a gunshot. It could be. But I'm not, I'm not even insinuating that this has to be something famous. But what if that's a gunshot that took the life of that ghost? Maybe that ghost wasn't known to anybody really more than their immediate, you know, people in their immediate area and their family. Yeah. But to that ghost, that might have been a defining something they, they want known you know, so it doesn't right. have to be anybody famous or somebody in a war. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how someone died, and they're just trying to reach out, and that's one of the things that they, you know, that they decided to try to communicate, you know? Totally. Totally could be. So, Sandra, let me ask you this. Uh, I know you're a medium, so you, you look at things as a medium, but as a paranormal investigator, we look at things otherwise. Uh, for instance, a gunshot may not be, uh, you know, a message from spirit. It may just be a uh, incident or, or a sound that was captured in time, and under the right circumstances, it is played back. It's sort of what we call a residual haunting. Do you believe in that as a, as a witch in the medium, or, or is that uh, you, you disagree with it? I think I would have to feel that. I've, I probably would have to be there mm-hmm. to try to get the feel of that. Hearing the story, to me, you know, I can I can hear an argument from somebody that it was a spirit trying to communicate in a clear audience fashion, you know, or a spirit trying to communicate something and the, the psychic, you know, interpreting it. But I... I mean, I wasn't there, so it's kind of like, did I get a feel, would I get a feel of a spirit, or would I just get a feel of the spirit, what we call the spirit of place, mm-hmm. which is not specifically related to any one specific human, but rather is a compilation of the energy of every living thing that was there kind of seeping into, you know, all of the matter, you know, if you want to get scientific, mm-hmm. that, that remains there. So when you go to a specific place, it can have an energy all on its own, devoid of any other humans. You could be the only human standing there, and you would still feel a certain way. Um, different places have that ability to sort of have their own aura, if you will, like much the way a human may have an aura. If you go stand at Stonehenge, it's going to be a lot different than if you stand in a casino in Vegas, you know, I mean, it's going to have a very different feel. And, um, and, you know, so some, some places have a much more, a higher quotient, I guess, of, of spirit 
residuals, you know, and it's not even necessarily just from the humans. It can be from, a, you know, it can be a compilation of everything. Hmm. The way that a river can have like almost a soul unto itself, you know, especially if it's the river that feeds, you know, all of the, the life in that area whether it's human life or other forms of life, you know, that river itself has an energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah. You feel that, do you guys feel that way? I mean, even, even scientifically, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are certain, there are certain things we pick up on as humans that go beyond, you know, just our average everyday behavior. I mean, that's what alpha brain waves are all about. You know, mm-hmm. right. But I mean, there are certain things that we can't define with science. And I think that is so much what it's like on the other side. The, the laws of our nature, the laws of our physics, the laws of our science don't apply over there. So we're trying to understand them in, in our reality when it must may be totally different over there. And it's it's so different that we can't. Uh, comprehend it. Uh, you know, for instance, a lot of people say, well, if all these people have died and there is a heaven, it must be pretty crowded. But once again, we're putting our concept of time, of space in a, in a, a dimension that may, it may, may be unimportant. I mean, because I'm sure we're not talking about corporal bodies. We're talking more of uh, spiritual energy. Uh, so it, it's extremely difficult, I, I think, for us to define things from the, the uh, other side. And I definitely agree with you there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sandra, you've been doing a lot of reading. And, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention before I do forget is you're doing another event, too, which is Death and Rebirth. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Death and Rebirth, yes. Um, I actually have not done this event for a few years. Ooh. So it's it's wonderful to bring it back. Um, it's always been a very successful event. Um, it's I do it for smaller groups, so it's more like, let's say, 30 people rather than, you know, hundreds of people like some of the yeah. events. Yeah. So it keeps it to, you know, let's say, like, between 30 and 40 people. Um, which makes it a much more intimate event. Mm-hmm. And it means that I'm able to give everybody individual attention, um, which is great. And it's a chance for people to experience a ritual where they're going to leave things behind that no longer suit them. And I've had people, there, are, there have been as many reasons for people to attend this event as there have been people attending the event. Really? I've had people come. Oh, yeah. I've had people come because they were going through, you know, a very painful breakup. I've had people come because they were trying to give up smoking um, or other addiction. I've had people come because they felt like they were no longer connected to their artistic side and they needed to have a rebirth to reconnect with it. Um, I've had someone come because they were raped, and they felt like the incident was haunting them, and they needed a release from it. I mean, I've had people come for 
almost any reason you can think of that somebody would want to have a clean start. Right. And a lot of people feel very drawn to Salem. And a lot of people, when they come to Salem, they, they tell me, like, I feel at home here. This doesn't feel like a place I went on vacation. This feels like a place that I should be. This pre- feels like a place I've been before. Um, and so they want to feel like they were reborn in Salem. And the magic of Salem, you want to talk about the spirit of place. Right. Um, they believe that it's going to burn away, you know, that which no longer serves them. And that it's going to give them the power to overcome things that thus far they have been unable to shake. And I've just worked with some people on these things, and they've had incredible success with it because it really is a powerful, transformative experience that these people share, you know. And uh, we've had even some people make friends and stay in touch with people that they went through the ritual with because they felt like they went through like a, you know, sort of like a, almost like a trial together, you know, and they came out the other side and wanted, you know, to maintain their new, you know, their new life and their newfound friendships. And, and it is something where it's not just about that one ritual. The ritual itself is over relatively quickly, but it's what people do when they walk out the door after that ritual that's really going to make the difference. And it's sort of like, hey, you know, the care and feeding of that new life that you have now in your grasp is within your power to control. You have to believe that. You're stronger than any of this. And you can make that new life work for you. And uh, it's it's something that gives me a lot of satisfaction to be able to, you know, work with people on that level and help them live a better life, help them, you know, achieve their dreams and stay closer to what they really want in life. So mm-hmm. what's better that sounds, than that? <laughs> yeah, that, sound, that sounds really powerful. That's That's a... Really well, powerful thing, you know. It's the magic of Salem. Mm, wow. So, Sandra, if somebody wants to get tickets for these events, including spectral evidence as well, uh, where can they go? Well, um, the links are all on the Festival of the Dead website, which is festivalofthedead.com. And um, that will take them to Ticket Leap, which is our ticketing partner. And that way, you know, they can, um, you know, use a credit card. Or if they want to get them at the stores, they're available at Hex, uh, 246 Essex Street in Salem, and also Omen, which is in the Museum Place Mall of Salem. So it's it has doors both inside the mall and also in the walking, in the Essex Street area of the walking mall. So you can access the store from within the mall or from the outside. Excellent. So I have to ask you, when you do these events, and I know you're part of the psychic fair as well. Uh, Well, you do readings at uh, Omen. Um, Actually, I read at Hex. 
a hex. My yep. bad. I, I actually, bad. I read at hex. Yep. yep. Okay. And I run the psychic fair yeah, in the mall. Right church, wrong pa. So I manage. Right uh, yeah. I ma- yeah, right church, wrong pew. Yeah. yeah. I manage the um, the psychic fair in the uh, in the museum place mall that runs all month. So it's there from October first to November first. Right. So at That's- that time in Salem, there are so many people in there with with so many different agendas. Is it difficult with all that energy? I mean, you you have a lot of people that drink a lot uh and a lot of people that that uh have their own agendas anyways is that interfere with your readings and and how does that energy affect you as a, a medium and a, and a witch um for the most part i don't feel like we get a lot of that i think you see that more probably halloween night because Halloween night tends to be, you know, it's kind of like people come just for even the people watching on Halloween night. It is crazy. The city really fills up, you know, and uh, and it's quite an event. And there's all kinds of stuff going on in the city on Halloween night. But the rest of the month, I don't feel like it's like that. Um, You know, Salem itself (laughs) has this sort of puritanical undertone. Um, I love New Orleans, and I and I spend as much time there as I possibly can. But New Orleans has a very European feel under it, and there's a sort of a there's this sort of I don't know um, essence of debauchery. I think that that goes through, (laughs) especially you know the downtown area. But uh, but Salem's not like that. In Salem, it's almost like we used to joke, you know, that they roll up the streets at six or you know seven at night. You know, I mean, it's it's it doesn't have that same feel. So the only time that you really get like a lot of people that are sort of you know crazy chaotic and stuff, really mostly that's Halloween. You know, it's mm. the rest of October. Earlier in the month, um, you know, like to kick it off, we have the parade, and that's a family event. You know, that's not people being drunk and disorderly for the most part. That's that's just a family event. And then even Columbus Day weekend, um, you know, a lot of, you know, sort of school-age, you know, families, um, you know, with school-age kids come around because everyone's got that Monday off. And it's right. not – it doesn't really get – too crazy until you know halloween but in terms of the energy yeah there's a lot of energy there's definitely um you know just the sheer number of people you know really you can really feel the energy but it's a positive thing and honestly our psychics are just so you know trained in it that it's like even in the store when i get into a reading and we have tours you know, there are, are tours that come through all the time, mm-hmm. and I won't even realize there's a tour in the store. When I'm in the wow. middle of a reading, I am just, I'm not even there. You know, it's just, I'm accessing a, a different part of myself, you know? So right. I'm like, I'm, I'm in contact with my higher self, and I'm not even really 100% physically there. You know, like on some level, part of me is just not there. I mean, that, so that's it's like, the thing. You, you could put a brass band past the front of a store and I probably wouldn't realize it when I'm deep in a reading. So. <laughs> See, that's the thing, too, is most people don't realize that you do a lot of these reading in the window, which is, you know, could be very distracting you would think about it. Right. Yeah, I sit, I sit right in the front window of the store, um, as we all do at Hex, 
you know, both both readers, uh, both reader booths are in the front of the store. Mm. So all of the passing traffic, whether that's vehicular traffic, people on foot, um, you know, anything is going right past the window and you just tune it out. It's kind of like parents with young children. You know, I'll get somewhere, and I don't have kids, so I'll get somewhere, and these kids will be like, to me, it's like, oh, my God, how can you stand the constant, you know, sound? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, nonstop, and the parents are like, oh, my God, you tune it out. Yeah. Like, unless someone's got their arm hanging off, you just Uh, tune it out. You know, and I'm just like, how do you possibly do that? Like, you know. Five kids running through the house, laughing, screaming, kill, you know, kicking, knocking things off. I'm just like, oh my god, how do you, how do you function? And they're like, oh, you just, you know, you just go on. I'm like, oh my god, I couldn't deal. You know, I'm exhausted after 20 minutes in that environment. You know, but it's, yeah. but it's like to the parents, they're like, oh, are you kidding me? I this is before breakfast. You know, and I'm like, oh my god, forget it. Couldn't even take it, but that's how it that's is. Fun. You know, that's it's like right. that. You just get to a point where the, where the very, you know, simple, mundane, you know, sounds of just other people chitty chatting and, you know, cars going by and all that stuff. You just it just fades into the background. Mm-hmm. Well, so otherwise you couldn't read at the fair because I mean, there's ten psychics. You know, reading at the same time in that one room. In that, I mean, it's a big room, but still, you got ten psychics going at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you've got to learn to focus, and and they're all very good at that. You know, they are yeah. tuned in and focused, and that's how they're able to do what they do. Now, how do you select the psychics for the psychic fair? We get a ton of applications. We really do. Um, we get just a boatload of applications. People have to have um, at least five years of experience. Um, you know, we ask them for that. The city actually asks for that, for a work right. history, um, because you do have to be licensed in the city of Salem. So you um, have to sort of pass things on the mundane side, which is you need to pass a quarry check. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, submit your application to the city and the police department does the quarry check. So that's something sort of outside of us that also has to happen in order to, you know, to be hired by us. I can tell a psychic that they're hired, but I do that on the, um, on, you know, it's sort of like you're hired pending your cleared Corey check, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but also, you know, taking a look at that person's experience in particular, you know, if they have, if they're, if this is actually like, you know, a business for them, a lot of these psychics do have their own websites and their own, you know, business cards and, and they're all, you know, they're very much, um, invested in it. And then, um, I try not to, I try not to um, put too, too much into, you know, if they do a reading for me and the reading is, you know, awesome in in the sense of um, I want to see how they read and I want to, you know, I want to have an understanding of their methodology, but I don't, you know, I'm not looking for them to tell me, you know, some incredible fact or something because I think it can be very... um, 
it can make you nervous to have to read. I mean, if you could just imagine, you know, having to read for someone that was either hiring you or not. I mean, I just, I put myself <laughs> in their shoes and I'm kind of like, yeah, don't predicate it on, you know, if every single thing they say to you is like this amazing revelation because they're okay. probably very nervous to read for you. So, um, it's not the same as sitting down with a client, you know, it's just not the same. So it's like, I, I take into consideration that they are, you know, kind of nervous when they're doing it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, taking a look at what they're, you know, how long they've been at it, the number of methods, um, you know, that they have, because we, you know, we have people that are looking for mediums. We have people that are looking for someone that's mastered the tarot. We have people looking for palmistry. Um, some people come and they, you know, they just want someone to do like a clairvoyant or a straight psychic reading, however you want to, you know, there's different terms that people use to describe that. Okay. Um, I always find it interesting when people have other specialties, you know, besides that, that are maybe a little bit more rare. We've had people that read stones or crystals. We've had people that throw the bones. We've had people that read crystal ball. Um, you know, there are many different methods, and, and, we, and we pick the best people from all over. I mean, we have people that fly in from, wow. you know, other parts of the country or even other countries. Um, we had a Scottish, you know, psychic. We have a British psychic. We, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, different people from different places. So that's cool, too. Um, we definitely have a lot of locals, obviously, but we like to also bring in some talent from other places because um, it, it also helps, you know, with the psychics. It's great networking for them. You know, it's it's like there's a, you know, there's a camaraderie that forms among the psychics on the team. And it's everybody grows from the fair every year. Even I have people that have been there nine years and they still every year gives them some new dimension or, you know, takes them to another level. So it's like, you know, and it's wonderful to have those nice, you know, those seasoned people returning, you know, and, and there are people who come to Salem every year and they're coming back to their same psychic that they only see, you know, once a year. And they're coming back to that same psychic and saying, Oh, you know, I can't wait to get a reading from so-and-so, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's right. just wonderful. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. Yep. Anyways, we've got to wrap it up because uh, the doorbell's here, which means pizza from the dead is here, so we've got to say goodbye. So, uh, Sandra, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. And if people want to get in touch with you, how can they? Um, well, actually, the best thing to do for Festival of the Dead is probably write me at psychics at festivalofthedead.com. Um, that comes to my email. So, okay. and, um, and also I am, um, my personal is, um, Salem psychic at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you, Sandra, so much. And you have a so great day. If it's Festival of the Dead related, go, to, go through psychics at festival of the dead.com. And if it's just me related, Salem psychic at gmail. Awesome. And Hello. I'll see you down there at uh, spectral evidence when I'm down. Excellent. See you then. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Yeah. Thank bye -bye. you, Sandra. Take care. Be, <laughs> well, that was good. Uh, tunes are here, so we've yeah. got to wrap it up. Uh, so from me and the famous blonde bombshell uh, as seen <laughs> on Destination America. Uh, 
<laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening. We will talk to you again next week. Have a great week. If they're lucky. If they're lucky. Yeah, I might hit it big in the FanDuel uh, thing and retire. Oh, great. Great. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Don't leave me by myself, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Good night. God bless everyone. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good law.